Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. series appears to be in even more trouble, if at all possible. And that's hard to say. They released another trailer, and it has met with, once again, just being completely destroyed on... uh, on YouTube, uh, it's being ratioed in the comments, and it warms my heart. It really does, because I believe that this series, the failure of this series, if not the final nail in the... Uh, Hollywood critical theory entertainment coffin. It will certainly be the biggest. Excuse me, folks. This is my Davidson's Earl Grey green tea. Fantastic. Uh, anyway. Um, reportedly... Amazon has paid three quarters of a billion dollars per season for this abomination. And I, 
I think it, it's this is going to be the last one that they really try to push, at least the last one at this level. Uh, Marxists don't die out at all. They're like they're like a virus. They're like a cancer. They can go into remission, but they will never disappear. And there's a reason they will never disappear, but I'm not going to get into that here. This series has nothing to do with Tolkien. Absolutely nothing to do with Tolkien. This is driven by intersectional feminism, it's driven by racism, bigotry of all kinds across the board, and all of which are are Marxist-based in nature, based in in Marxist critical theory. Uh, And it's going to fail. It's going to fail terribly. It's not even going to fail as bad as, say, Marvel or Star Wars. But it is going to fail. And the reason it's not going to fail as bad as Marvel or Star Wars is because you're dealing with differing degrees of fan passion and dedication. So with Marvel, there are actually very few real Marvel connoisseurs out there. And and to explain this a little bit better... The, the contrast, um, is between a, a connoisseur and an amateur. These are French words. Amateur is somebody who enjoys something, and then a connoisseur is somebody who knows something. So, I myself am very, very much a comic book amateur. But you come across uh, somebody, say, like uh, Eric July, who has created his own comic book series in the Ripaverse, R-I-P-P-A-verse. And this guy has forgotten more about comics than I will ever know or care to know. I like the characters. I grew up when I was younger for a certain period of time in the late 80s through, or, or I'm sorry, late nine, late 70s, early nine, or early 80s. I read comic books and I enjoyed them for that period of time. But I don't really know comic books. Eric July knows comic books. He's a connoisseur. He knows comic books. In this article, it is citing someone who is a connoisseur of Lord of the Rings. Okay, Now, I am a bit of a connoisseur when it comes to Star Wars. And, and I will go toe-to-toe with anybody, any day, in Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. With the exception of Disney Star Wars, which is not Star Wars. In my 
never-to-be-humble opinion. But anyway, you have varying degrees of fans. The vast majority of people don't know anything about Marvel. And the only thing they do know about Marvel is comes from the MCU. So the MCU, Dave uh, uh, Feige, Kevin Feige, can get away with abusing and distorting the characters and storylines. Because most people don't know that stuff. More people know Star Wars. People of my generation who grew up with the original trilogy, people of my daughter's generation that grew up with the, uh, the prequel trilogy, those fans are, m- are more passionate about Star Wars. And Disney's paying the price for allowing Kathleen Kennedy to defecate all over George Lucas's work. And Lucasfilm, under Kathleen Kennedy, is failing more catastrophically and at a faster pace than the MCU under Kevin Feige. And then you have the fan base that never should have been messed with. And those are Lord of the Rings fans. And whether an amateur or a connoisseur of Lord of the Rings, the stories are so great the storylines, plots, so universal, the characters so sympathetic and iconic that the fans love them, are truly passionate about them. And those are the fans that Amazon decided to jack with. That Jeff Bezos, because he wanted his Game of Thrones, decided to jack with. And in order to create his Game of Thrones, instead of creating something new and original... He, like so many other hacks, decided to take an existing IP, a beloved IP, with the intent of bringing with it its built-in fan base, and then twisting it into something that doesn't even resemble remotely anything that the original author intended. And we'll get into that right now with this story from Bounding Into Comics. YouTuber eviscerates latest rings of power. Trailer doesn't resemble anything J.R.R. Tolkien, or Tolkien, I'm sorry, wrote. To say otherwise is a lie. A lie. 
that word is starting to mean something again in Western civilization, in Western society, after decades and decades of moral relativism. It's kind of interesting that that word is used here. At the beginning of this trailer, somebody is singing a song, and it's supposed to sound all Lord of the Rings-ishy, or Lord of the Rings-esque, Lord of the Rings-ish, something like that. But, you know, that that just ethereal, wispy, kind of elvishy kind of thing. And the, 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 the lyrics of it are, speak your own truth, speak your own truth, speak your own truth. As I have said multiple times, there is no such thing as your truth or my truth. There is the truth. That's it. That's all. Nothing else. There is the truth. There is the reality. You are not a god that you can speak truth into existence. There are things that are true about you and true about me, like your favorite color may be purple, and your favorite football team may be the Cleveland Browns. I'm just kidding. Nobody's football team, favorite football team is the Cleveland Browns. But you may believe that the Cleveland Browns are just the greatest football team ever to walk on a gridiron. But that is not your truth. It is true about you that that's what you think. That is your opinion. But is most objectively verifiably untrue about the Cleveland Browns. They are not, in any way, the greatest football team ever to set foot on a gridiron. So, there is no such thing as your truth. There are things that might be true about you, but it's not your truth. You don't get your truth. Nobody gets their truth. And we're finding that out. These companies are finding that out. These companies that were just six years ago considered too big to fail had way too much money, billions and billions of dollars at their disposal. There's no way that they will ever, ever have to change to fit the market. But the reality of the market is finally coming to bear. Because when your truth, or what you believe to be your truth, comes into conflict with the truth, with the reality your truth, your reality will fail every single time. There will never, ever, ever be a time when somebody else's subjective truth or subjective reality 
will be able to defeat objective truth, objective reality. Never. It will never happen. And in this particular case, the economic truth of the market is starting to have some serious negative consequences for these companies. Not Amazon yet, but after this comes out, yeah, probably. Very probably. Amazon is going to start to feel the pinch. Disney is starting to feel the pinch. The only reason that Disney hasn't started changing direction is because they're making so much money off of live sports. So ESPN, ESPN Plus is making them enough money to where they can keep pushing their critical theory agendas in their entertainment. Their critical theory agendas and their agendas to sexually groom children for victimization. But that's not going to last very long. I've actually got a story on that, but I don't have it queued up right now. But anyway, Warner Brothers is starting to feel that pinch. And Warner Brothers is actually changing course based on its conflict with the market. Wisely so. Warner Brothers is going to probably come out largely unscathed. Because they are changing. Netflix is making changes to their lineup and getting rid of woke uh, entertainment, which is a contradiction in terms. Woke propaganda. And Netflix will probably come out largely unscathed. Disney, not so much. And again, I've got a story on that, but I don't have it queued up. But let's get into this story, because at three quarters of a billion dollars per season, with three seasons as I understand it, that's a lot of money. Too much money to fail. And fail, it absolutely will do. Because there are much more people passionate about the real Lord of the Rings than there are normies who don't know anything about it. We're talking about a series of books whose sales worldwide come in just under the Bible. So you're not going to run into a whole lot of people who do not know the stories at least on an amateur level. YouTuber The One Ring shared his reaction to the latest trailer for Prime Video's The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, declaring that it doesn't resemble anything J.R.R. Tolkien wrote. In a video titled The Rings of Power is not, capital N-O-T, Tolkien's story, this trailer confirms it. YouTuber The One Ring took to task the latest and what some believe to be the final trailer for Prime Video's 
The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. That's, a, that's just an unwieldy title. Just call it The Ring. I think the only reason they make it that unwieldy, they have to throw The Lord of the Rings at the beginning of it, The Rings of Power, is because people would not recognize it as anything related to The Lord of the Rings if they didn't throw that on there. He begins the video stating, This trailer shows us more of the characters and the world that Amazon has created in The Rings of Power, and none of it resembles what Tolkien wrote. And this trailer, it dives even harder into that reality. It is truly the novel Tolkien never wrote because he never would have written it. The YouTuber is referencing showrunner Patrick McKay's comments to Vanity Fair when he described the series, telling the outlet, can we come up with the novel Tolkien never wrote and do it as the mega-event series that could only happen now? The One Ring then asserts, let's take a look at this trailer and talk about all the issues that it has because it does not resemble Tolkien. In fact, there's almost nothing in this trailer that makes it resemble what Tolkien wrote. And and just to show you an example, a, great, a further example of what I was talking about with how they can get away with this woke garbage in Marvel a little bit better than they can in Star Wars, which can do it a little bit better than they can with Lord of the Rings. The Peter Jackson, the original Peter Jackson trilogy was amazing, fantastic. Will It's as amazing a cinematic event as Casablanca, um, as uh, uh, Gone with the Wind, in my opinion, this and, and the Star Wars original trilogy, these are all some of the greatest movies of all time. And Peter Jackson's original trilogy was so. However, his Hobbit trilogy was not. And it was largely rejected by fans after the first one. I didn't watch the second or the third one because after the first one, when I saw the direction it was going... I was just like, nah, I'm out. And the reason that I was like that is simply this. He deviated way too far from the book. And if I want to revisit my favorite beloved characters from Tolkien's books, I just go right behind me to my bookshelf and I pick up books and I read them again. I don't watch Peter Jackson's movies to do that. And if Peter Jackson is going to deviate so far from the book, The Hobbit, that it is unrecognizable, then I'm just going to read The Hobbit. That's what's going to happen here with this. The One Ring then asserts, so let's take a look at this trailer and talk about all the issues 
that it has because it does not resemble Tolkien. In fact, there's almost nothing in this trailer that makes it resemble what Tolkien wrote. He then lists out what the trailer focuses on. In fact, there are the things that it concentrates... Here are the things that it concentrates on. It concentrates on rewritten Galadriel, rewritten Tarmiriel. It concentrates on Erendir and Halbrand, and Disa gets a line in it. And then, of course, the Harfoots have a, have a long three, four sentence monologue right there. It has Galadriel in Numenor, he continues. It has Elrond lecturing Galadriel, which would never happen. It concentrates on the meteor man. All of those things are not anything Tolkien ever wrote. Almost the entire trailer, you can't point a direct line between what Tolkien wrote and what's shown in this trailer. He then po uh, posits, none of it, none of it, none of it shows me that they have respected his works or, to quote them, gone back to the books. After watching a brief clip of the trailer where Galadriel indicates she's going to avenge her brother's death, the One Ring explains why it has no basis in Tolkien's works. And this is where we start to see this guy as the uber-nerd he is. And by saying uber-nerd, I am giving him the greatest of compliments. This is a guy who is truly a Tolkien connoisseur. I have an uncle who would know this stuff. I don't know this stuff. I'm just an amateur when it comes to Lord of the Rings. But this guy knows his stuff. First of all, if she's talking about Finrod Felagund, her brother who was with Baron and was killed by Sauron's werewolves, this is not how it would have happened. Her whole line that she is there to avenge his death has no basis in anything Tolkien wrote, he continues. She was with Melian, the Maya, in Doriath, and didn't spend her time avenging the deaths of her brothers. She spent her time essentially trying to evade the doom of the Valar because she took part in the kinslaying at Alqualond. He, I don't know any of this stuff, but this dude obviously does. I don't know what he's talking about. I may have to take a shot at Silmarillion again. I might have to take a shot at that. If I didn't already have 11 books that I'm already reading and really need to finish. God, that's good tea. So for her to be in this role of Avenger is nothing that can be pointed back to what Tolkien wrote. It's not there, he asserts. He then points to a line uh, Morphid Clark delivers as Galadriel when she says, Not fate nor destiny, ours was the work of something greater. The One Ring notes, that makes her sound like Gandalf when Gandalf would speak of things happening with greater purpose, which is a call to the will of Iluvatar, the god of Arda, the god of Ea, god of the whole universe, 
and how he wills, he works things to happen. She is running from the doom spoken over her, and for the longest time she could not face it until the fellowship of the ring when Frodo offers her the ring, and she says, I passed the test, I will diminish and go into the West and remain Galadriel, he continues, one of the best of many best scenes in that film series. Holy cow. See, this this series, this series is is nothing more than a cheap counterfeit. A really cheap, now, not financially cheap, but obviously, for the money that they invested in it, everything looks pretty crappy compared to Jackson's work. And I want you to notice, just look at this dude right here. Just We're going to take a little aside. Take a look at this guy right here. Look at him in this picture. All right. Now, look him in... Where are we here? Where are we here? Uh, look at him here. Look at him in this picture. I don't know if that's the same guy, but look at that picture. All right? And tell me. Tell me that they are not trying to make him look like Aragorn from Peter Jackson's movies. Tell me they are not completely ripping off that look from Peter Jackson's movies. This is a ripoff. It is a total ripoff. It is a billion and a half dollar ripoff. A hundred it's a billion and a half dollars. Just ridiculous. I wish they would have gone back and given us something to say, oh, look, this right here, this character, this point, this place, this meeting of characters, it is spoken directly by Tolkien. There's absolutely zero events like that in this trailer, he professes. There is nothing, nothing that is like, oh, this right here, this comes from that Tol- from what Tolkien wrote or from what Tolkien even said in his appendices. So for them to claim that they are using the appendices is a complete farce. There are no appendices that talk about these characters, that talk about what Galadriel said, that talk about Halbrand or Arendir or Disa or Harfoots in the Second Age. He reiterates, it's their hubris, it's their idea that they can write something as good as Tolkien. And that's true, too. Not, not that they can write something as good as Tolkien, though that they can write something better than Tolkien. Tolkien was a white, racist, Christian bigot, in their opinion. So in their opinion, they can write Middle Earth better than Tolkien can, to use their terminology with, with modern sensibilities. So they they truly believe that this garbage that they are putting out is far superior to Tolkien's works. That that part is 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 bang on. And they're just using Middle-earth as this weird sketch pad that is completely not based in what Tolkien wrote, he states. Again, rightly so. Pointing to the trailer's focus on the Meteor Man, he speculates the character is one of the Istari, like Gandalf, Sauron, and Radagast, that were sent in the Third Age by the Valar 
to aid Middle-earth in their fight against Sauron. Given this presumed Istari is arriving in the Second Age, the One Ring says, they are creating a world that Tolkien didn't write, and for them to say that this guy right here, the Meteor Man, was there, it's either an Istari or something completely brand new, and we'll find out in a couple of weeks, but it's not there. There, speaking of Tolkien's works. Addressing potential critics, he then says, when other folks tell you that, like, wow, why are you upset about this? This is Tolkien, right? Isn't this great? We're seeing Middle-earth. No, this is not Tolkien. This is not what he wrote. These are characters that weren't there and shouldn't be there. There is a story that Tolkien told of the Second Age with Gil-galad and with Elrond and with Celebrimbor and with Celeborn and with Galadriel and Lorien and the Numenorians and the Arendis and Aldarion and all these characters that he could have gone to, but they decided not to. And this is another point. They had stuff that they could work with. They had stuff from the Second Age that they could have worked with, but they didn't want to because it was what Tolkien wrote. And they don't want what Tolkien wrote because what Tolkien wrote, Tolkien was a Christian. And if they hate anything, if they hate anything, it's Christians. Or more appropriately, they hate Christ. And they certainly hate his people. Again, this is something that they want to create. They think that they can do Middle-earth better. They are superior to what Tolkien wrote. They are superior intellects to Tolkien. They are more modern than Tolkien. And so what they write is better than Tolkien by definition. Because they are not fettered by his ancient belief system. Antiquated would be a better word. Antiquated belief system. This in their minds. They decided just lean into the one character they thought, Warrior Princess, we will make her the Warrior Princess, which Galadriel never was, by the way. No. And that's what we get with Galadriel, he says. Then he speaks on Tarmiriel, and we don't only get it with Galadriel either, we get it with Tarmiriel, the queen regent of Numenor, who was not the queen regent of Numenor. She was the daughter of the king who died, and then was taken to wife by our Pharazon to usurp the throne. She was never a ruler, and to pretend that she was goes against, again, what Tolkien wrote. This is not the character Tolkien wrote. To pretend otherwise is to lie. But they do that throughout this entire trailer. He does point to a scene with Isildur on a boat and notes this could be something that harkens back to Tolkien. Moving on to Erendir and Galadriel on a raft in the sea, he reiterates again this never happened. Again, this is nothing that Tolkien wrote. 
They pretend, they make up, th- they make things up. Nothing points you back, at least with Peter Jackson's trailers. We got lines from Fellowship of the Ring. We got characters. We got the storyline. We got places where characters were together appropriately. We didn't get the Fellowship of the Ring with a black female dwarf instead of Gimli. We got the Fellowship of the Ring. But we are getting something completely different here. They had enough to go back to where they didn't have to change things, the one ring bemoans. But they decided that in their own intelligence and wisdom, they would go ahead and do it because they knew better than Tolkien. He points. They knew better than perhaps the greatest fiction author of the 20th century. They truly believe that. And it's shown here in this trailer because nothing actually happened like this in Tolkien's writings. Finally, he gets to the Hobbits and Harfoots and their monologue. Here's the thing. Hobbits are reclusive. Hobbits are not exactly the ones that go out and discover what all the other creatures are in Middle-earth. The whole idea that these hobbits are migratory and they go from place to place flies in the face of how Tolkien wrote them. First of all, there was no recollection of hobbits anywhere in the Second Age either, he points out. They didn't have to do this. This is nostalgia bait. This is them pushing forward into what they think people want, not what Tolkien wrote. And I'll tell you what people want. People want what Tolkien wrote. People want what Tolkien wrote. This is a counterfeit. This is a fake. This is Fugazi. Fugazi? Fugazi? I'll have to watch that movie again, too. Donnie Brasco. It's a fugazi. This is a fake. This is a cheap fake. It's not even a good fake. Okay? This is something that... This isn't something that could fool even a Lord of the Rings amateur like myself. It's certainly not going to be able to fool a Lord of the Rings connoisseur like the One Ring. So, I'm not going to watch it. I would imagine a great many people are not going to watch this. And I think that the normies, the few people that are not familiar with Tolkien's works who do watch this are not going to watch it for long. I just don't think the stories are going to be that good because it's just a rehash of the same old identity, politics, bologna sausage. Galadriel is the bestest ever. She knows better than anybody else. She is the greatest. All men are either incompetent boobs or evil. And all women are just the greatest things ever and the heroes of of everything. And I I can, again, don't know very much about this, not going to watch it, so, you, you know, people can tell me later about it, but I will bet dollars to donuts. I will bet bit, Bitcoin to boogers that they are going to create a totally new fellowship made up mostly of women and of Don Lemon, the elf, because he is an elf of color, 
And then the Dwarf of Color, Disa, is going to be in there. And I'm sure you're going to have a homosexual or trans character at some point It'd be part of this fellowship. And they are going to go off, and they are going to defeat the evil Lord Sauron. Trump. Sauron. Trump-ron. That's, that's how, that's how, that's how bad this stuff is across the board, be it this or, or any of the stuff that Marvel is putting out now or any of the stuff that Star Wars put out since Disney bought the place. This is a cheap copy. It's going to go down as a cheap copy and it's going to be, uh, over a billion dollar albatross uh, around Amazon's neck and they're going to have to deal with it. 